Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, start. What, what is <laughs> this, this is the energy. This is the energy we're bringing. What's the face you're making? Welcome to Talking Tofu, a vegan food podcast. I'm Becky Streepy. And I'm David Streepy. This week on the show, we'll talk about tofu noodles and eat Gardein porkless Thai curry. Heck yeah. It's kind of like a two product review situation happening. Is this even like a review? podcast anymore i mean was it ever but is it now even <laughs> toeheads get at us <laughs> i think we are capable of making the assessment it's a how are you doing podcast yeah like three minutes of this is talking about what we thought about the food that we ate i'm honestly surprised we haven't gotten any itunes or apple podcast reviews to that effect why people would have to listen to leave reviews and then also leave reviews that's true. Hey, speaking of, y'all, we need some reviews. We will read them if you leave us a review. So leave them. Have you checked? And we'll le- I checked this weekend, but I didn't check today. I'm checking right now. Okay, Dave's going to check right now. While he does that, I'm going to talk about how sick I was <laughs> last week. Can I talk about that? Sure. So on Thursday morning, the alarm went off and I sat up. And the whole room tilted to the left in a terrifying, nauseating way. And so I thought, maybe I sat up too fast. And so I laid back down, um, took a few deep breaths, sat up again, same thing. Uh, And then I texted Dave to see if he was up. Because I was sleeping in a different room. Yes, Dave's sleeping in a different room because his toe is broken and I'm a kicker in my sleep. Well, it's not that you're a kicker. Oh, I thought it. Oh, because that our of child the climbs over feet to get in the bed with us. Yeah, he comes like bounding in, and anyway, Dave is protecting himself. Uh, and I just didn't want people thinking we were in like separate rooms all the time. I know. As I said the words, I texted like Dave. Roommates. <laughs> yeah, this is a temporary situation due to injury. Um, as and had him do the morning stuff, and thought hopefully, uh, just I needed a little more sleep. Um, but it turned out that I was very sick and I ended up having to go to urgent care and get anti-nausea medication and antibiotics. And um, while I'm feeling a lot better, but what a scary and horrible day. The worst part was actually going to urgent care because I had to be not lying in the one position that didn't feel all spinny. And it took about an hour and a half between like getting there and waiting 
and seeing the doctor and everything. It was just a, a full hot mess and I hated it. And I got a COVID test because if you go to urgent care, they give you a COVID test before they'll see you. If you have any COVID symptoms and nausea is a technically a COVID symptom. So I don't have COVID. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm mostly better. But uh, anyway, the, that story cover while you were looking up. Looking up reviews. Do we get any reviews? Oh, no. Y'all. Well, I mean, we have some. We want, we want new ones. Right. Yeah. You need new reviews. But we also maybe should do marketing. Yeah. I feel like the 12 people that listen to this have reviewed it. Yeah. You guys rule. I just don't blame the listeners for the fact that there's not more of them. Yeah. That's on us, I guess. Well, I'm assuming that every listener has reviewed us. Yeah. So if that's, um, don't make me a liar and do that. And then, and then it's not your fault. It's our fault. Like it was originally. Dave. Yeah. How are you? I broke my toe. I've been on the couch all week. What a all. sad duo we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to talk about it and then you came in with yeah. the big story about how you were sick and I was like, that's depressing. Yeah, we're we're a sad pair. Dave's on I'm the not couch trying with to a be, broken I'm not toe. trying to be all woe is me. I'm just saying yeah. that's literally all I have done all week is sit on a couch. So. Yeah, except for on Thursday when I was too sick to get out of bed and right. uh, Dave had to hobble around the house and take care of me. That was pathetic. I felt awful about that. Yeah. Yeah, but now I'm better and Dave's toe is starting to be better. Hope so. Uh-huh. Things are, are looking up. I can't see it. So I have to wait until checkup. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your energy sucks. <laughs> I'm pulling it together. Hey, one exciting thing that's coming up is our kids' birthday party that we are planning. Yeah. And Dave had a great idea. Can I share your party favor I idea? I remember what it was. Oh, my gosh. Well, I had the idea that I wanted to include in the party favor bag. Do you want to talk about the theme of the party? The theme of the party is Willy Wonka. And uh, I was trying to come up with kind of a DIY party favor. A lot of these Zoom kid birthday parties include like a craft element because you a bunch of kids on Zoom just hanging out is chaos. You kind of have to have focused stuff. Right. Uh, so our activity is going to be they're going to make their own fizzy lifting drinks and share about them. They're going to name them. And um, I was trying to come up with a way that they could make the fizzy lifting drinks a fun way. And Dave came up with a great idea. Do you want to say your idea? Go for it. I would like to hear my idea. His idea was to get cans of seltzer, like just plain seltzer, and then include several different flavors of Jolly Rancher and have the kids could drop in whatever Jolly Ranchers. And then I have a stash of pretty paper straws so they can use the paper straws too to stir and also feel fancy. I mean, I feel like it's not going to dissolve. Should we have done pixie sticks? Would that have been better? Oh, no. You never tried that when you were a kid? No. Tried to make like a soda out of pixie sticks. I used mm-hmm. to do it with fun dip, which I assume is the same thing. Yeah, like fun dip's the powder sugar. that you'd get the sugar stick and lick it and then scoop the sugar out and then eat the sugar. God, I used to love fun dip. Yeah. I don't know why I have a mouthful of cavities, but <laughs> you know you can eat the stick too, but it doesn't yeah. taste great. <laughs> yes, I know you can eat the stick. <laughs> do you think I <laughs> never tried. Right. No, I just assumed it was. I remember 
a friend telling me as a child that I could eat the stick, and I was so excited and then so disappointed seconds later. And I liked the stick. Really? Yeah. I would do the stick, and then I would lick my finger and do the fun dip with my finger. Oh, that might be better because the fun dip is just so sweet and tart. I think the stick, after all that explosion in your mouth, is just bland. Yeah. But I would try to use the fun dip and mix it with water to make like a Kool-Aid type drink. And it didn't go well. No. I think the Jolly Rancher is going to be cute. The Jolly Rancher will, gi- will give it some flavor. Mm-hmm. And then when they're done drinking with the straw, they can use the Jolly Rancher uh, to eat. Well, now I'm worried that they're going to take a sip. No, they have straws. Okay. So okay. they're going to drop the what? Do we just Are we just going to be delivering choking hazards to all of our I mean, we're giving children? them Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, but I mean, it's... A, it's an eight-year-old birthday party. Those kids can have Jolly Ranchers. But I'm saying, you're worried about choking hazards because the Jolly Rancher is going to be in something else. But my argument is, like, the Jolly Rancher is part of it anyway. That's true. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I think it's going to be really cool and they're going to have a lot of fun telling about their flavor ideas. I think Zoom parties are kind of a shit show anyway. Yeah, we're But the good thing is... That these things are like 20 minutes long and you're done. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no cleanup. Well, I mean, we still have to clean up the mess that our child makes. That's true. And we got a lot there's of decorations. Not that supreme cleanup. I ordered a four pack of inflatable giant donuts that we're going to put around the house to make, or maybe we'll just put them in his room. Yeah, I don't know. Four around the house <laughs> seems more like a scavenger hunt than it does a. That would be kind of fun. Find them, like a little activity. I, just, I don't understand the connection between the donuts and Willy Wonka. In that uh, food room, there's all kinds of stuff. There's not donuts. They eat. They eat pastries. like a cream puff thing off of a tree. No, I don't think he does. Well, I got inflatable donuts. We're, I, go- we're going to inflate them. I, that's cool. <laughs> but you see, you keep loosely talking about them like they are footing up to this Willy Wonka idea when really it's just sugar, sweets and treats. Yeah, idea. I kind of in- expanded the Willy Wonka definition to include anything sweet that you right, can eat. Which is fair. Like you are, you can do that. It's when you start being like, yeah, well, it's assumed this is part of Willy Wonka. Like you're assuming that mm-hmm. everybody is on board with that as a Willy Wonka thing. True. He didn't make pastries. Donuts a pastry, right? Mm-hmm. Is it? What makes a pastry? Besides like the difference between like a baked good and a pastry. I kind of think of them as different names for the same thing. Like a sweet baked good is a Pastry. So bread is a pastry? No, because it's not sweet. Sweet bread is. Banana bread is not a pastry? Is banana bread a pastry? You're the one who's got this weird definition. I'm going to look up the definition of pastry because I'm not totally sure. Yeah, I guess we don't need to talk about it. I I guess guess so for pastries, I think of things like more elaborate, maybe like tarts and cookies, cupcakes, pie. Is a pancake a pastry? Pancake's not baked though pancakes fried or you know donuts are fried that's true i guess you can bake a donut but if it's not baked is it a pastry is a funnel cake a pastry i don't know what's a pastry everyone you can look it up if you want i just wanted to talk about it for a second a dough of flour shortening and water used as a base and covering in baked dishes such as pies so it's the type of dough 
the type of dough. So, so I guess pancake a, not donut? donut not, but it's whether you make the donut with pastry dough. Yeah, I guess the pastry is the type. So of yeah, dough. you could make you could make a, probably a pastry. Lots of things that you don't normally make a pastry for, but it's the pastry dough that informs whether it's a pastry or not. Question question answered. What else is on your phone? I, there's a lot. There, it looks like there's a little bit of debate about what pastry is, and I don't think we can get into it Why? right now because I don't. Is I, it dramatic? No, it just is seems it boring. Like, is a cookie a pastry? No, cookies and pastries are both baked, but not the same. Pastry is a rich, sweet dessert food typically made of flour, sugar, and eggs. See, this definition doesn't say shortening. And baked in an oven and often covered in icing. So that could be like a cake donut. Could be a pastry or not. I don't. But that. So. But. Saying you could make a donut out of pastry. Is not the same as saying a donut is a pastry. This person says a donut is a pastry. The item in question must incorporate a fat into the dough. It's someone on Quora. I don't know. Why are you on Quora? I'm not. Google when you. Oh, okay. When you Google something, you know, it has all these little drop down questions. I thought the thing you were reading from was the site that you were at. Oh, no. I'm on like the Google results page. You know, you can see little question answers. Uh Mm -hmm. But my point is you shouldn't take the answer from Quora. Whether you're on the side or not. There are three types of pastry dough. What are they? Crescent? Or sorry, croissant? Um pie and um flaky. Sucre, sable, and brise. Oh, close. Brise is flour, butter, salt, and water for savory bakes. Think it of think of it as the standard French crust. Oh Sucre like a, okay. means sweet. When you make sucre, you cream together the butter and sugar, then add the egg and flour. Oh, my. Well, then in th- that's a cookie. Like when you make a cookie, that's what you do. Okay. Uh, sable, the richest of the three doughs, uh, is most delicious, according to what? this website. I mean, is, Are you still in Quora? No. Um, great for fruit tarts. So what's the answer? Uh, we don't know. Or there's three kinds yeah. and maybe a cookie and donut is a pastry. Maybe not. Who knows? Get at us. Bakers. I'm not a, I'm not I a big know. baker. I enjoy baking sometimes, but it's not like I've studied it. That's not my forte. Hey, we got a letter. Should we read it? Yeah. Is it about pastries? Uh, it's about pasta. Can't spell pastry without pasta. Most of it. (laughs) You get four letters in and then you got to answer the question of are you spelling pastry or pasta? That's true. No, I'm I'm with you. I laughed because you were correct. I laughed in agreement. Didn't sound like that an agreement laugh. Bill writes. Sounded like a pointing laugh. Bill writes, your recent discussion of rigatoni and related speculation on the nature of big pasta, a.k.a. bigatoni, inspired my imagination. So I ask, what is your favorite pasta shape and why? What is your least favorite and why? Hmm. Are there any other pasta shapes outside these two categories worthy of consideration? My favorite, rigatoni. Let's hear it for the boys, the big boys of pasta. The big rigs. Riggy, tiggy, tony. (laughs) 
I make mac and cheese with big rigs because those little elbows can't handle it. I thought I'd have a hard time with least favorite, but nope, angel hair. I get it at restaurants sometimes, but I can't imagine cooking it at home. It's like pasta loaf. It is? No thanks. The other pasta shapes I would consider are spaghetti and bucatini. Spaghetti is my staple, but I've switched to bucatini lately because of all the bucatini hype. I guess it's all right, but I won't rave about it. It's not that much better than plain old spaghetti. I didn't know there was a lot of hype hype about bucatini. I'm going to see if I I don't even know what bucatini is. Thanks for the letter bell, by the way. I don't want to not say thanks. It's another long skinny spaghetti, but it's like got a little hole in it, like a straw. You know, Bill says in the letter, let's hear it for the big boy. And that reminds me of, I assume it's intentional that let's hear it for the boy from the Footloose soundtrack, which when I was a kid, I would play all the time. Can imagine that I was the boy that everybody was hearing it for. And that (laughs) I was was in like a dance off and... And they would all point at at me and say, "Let's hear it for the boy," and then I would do my I would like show off a little bit. I wish you could. But all I really see liked. Dance. Let's hear um, it for the boy dance. I really liked what a positive song it was. I was like seven or eight. Oh, that's and really sweet. The positivity of it really stuck with me. But also, I imagined myself as the boy that that we were hearing it for. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know what you're going to say your favorite is, and I don't think you're right. What do you? What am I going to say? You're going to say bow tie. No. What? I like a rotini, and here's why. That corkscrew shape holds on to sauce like a real champ. Rotini, I also don't love elbows in mac and cheese. I think too small. I think their rotini in a mac and cheese holds on to a lot of cheese sauce in those spirals and is super good. Do you know what I think? You like mac? You don't like mac and cheese, but what's your whoa? What? Yeah, I like. This is gonna shock you. I like. Are you ready to hear my answer now? Okay. <laughs> I like the big elbows. Like if you are at a like a barbecue place comes to mind. Like that has the huge mac and cheeses. They're huge, like curvy elbows. Google huge curvy elbows. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm trying to picture it. Are you talking like it's curved though? It's not like a penne? I think it's curved. Okay. I like a penne and mac and cheese. Penne also. Curved macaroni. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up. So there's pipe rigatti. There's Sidani rigatti. See? Like big curvies. Oh, yeah. Those seem like they'd be great for mac and cheese. They're great for macaroni salad, Mm. which is great. I love a macaroni salad. We need to make a macaroni salad because it's starting to warm up finally. We'll make a macaroni salad and we'll put um, pickled jalapeno, diced pickled jalapeno in the macaroni salad. So instead of going in a relish direction, it goes in a jalapeno direction. It's the exact same suggestion I made yesterday with the ranch dressing that we should use a ramekin of half ranch dressing and a ramekin of half, well, the same ramekin, and have half pickled jalapeno in there and stir it all together. So it's like a spicy version of what you were saying was the Big Mac sauce for the Thousand Island. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. But no ketchup. It's texture-wise like Thousand Island. There's no ketchup. 
Is there ketchup? In Thousand Island, yeah, it's mayo, ketchup. Oh, okay. And uh, I just need relish. texture, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's got the yeah. texture of the Thousand Island, but yeah. the bits are spicy. It wasn't really a notes forum for that idea. Oh, I mean, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I do have to say, I don't think I have a least favorite pasta shape. I think, really? I feel like for me, it's a more about what, like, application. Mm. You know, like, I guess with, I agree with Bill that angel hair has very specific use cases. I like angel hair. I like an angel hair in a in certain things. Yeah. But I don't, you know, I wouldn't put like angel hair with cheese sauce. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like every I feel like there's a lot of pasta shapes because each of those shapes lend themselves for dif- to different like sauce and veggie and protein additions. Yeah. You know? I um I kind of don't like fettuccine because it's hard to fork. Oh, and I love a fettuccine. I love a fat. That's funny I because like you fat, like I a like flat. Like, yes. and, yeah, or like even a flat rice noodle, right? Well, no. So you don't like a big flat noodle. You like They're a just hard to, Like fettuccine is too long is the thing. It's not longer than spaghetti. But spaghetti twirls easier. Mm, it's too long for how wide it is. Twirling wise. Sure. From a twirling perspective. Okay. So, but then there's also penne, which penne is hard to fork too. Penne Penne, slides away. I love the penne because you can put the tine through the hole in the penne. Yeah. And that makes it also a game. How many can I get on the fork? Can I get three? It's a really unsatisfying bite though, if you do that way, because you're, you're not like, I could spear like four or five Mm -hmm. and that's a satisfying bite. That's a toothsome bite. Yeah. But if I like skewer, I'm really getting three maximum. But if you get it's, three, you what get a win. Four. No. It's not a win, though. <laughs> you have won a less satisfying bite than spearing them. You've won a, a self-challenge. Can I get three? Yeah, that's not – eating's not that. Sometimes. No. <sighs> no, that's gamifying eating because eating's <laughs> otherwise boring. No. Eating's good enough. Eating is good. Gamifying stuff is fun, though. It's Yeah, but it's not necessary is my point. No, but it's fun. And it, well, it sounds like you're gamifying a boring pasta, <laughs> which is kind of proving my point. <laughs> that you had to add some layer of challenge to it to make this awful situation better. So other ones I don't like. Bow tie. I don't like bow tie. In a pasta salad? In a pasta salad, there's better. Give me the corkscrew in a pasta salad. That is good. Yeah, I the guess. The multicolored corkscrew. That's It was made for pasta salad. I think that Kroger sells that as the pasta salad. Probably. Blend. That's probably where <laughs> I saw it. I'm not saying I made it up. Oh, I thought it was just like you were so right that it's actually being no. marketed that way. <laughs> like, correct. No. I experienced it. But I think we also, like, there was a sandwich shop in Orlando that we would go to brandy wines. I think their uh, pasta salad, which they had amazing macaroni salad. Where as a child, that was where I grew to love macaroni salad. But anyway, they had. I think they had the multicolored pasta. I don't think I've seen anywhere serve the hot versions of multicolored corkscrew pasta. Oh, that works well, like in a red sauce. Right, but where have you seen it? Sir, I know you make it. I've had it served to me that way too. I don't. I don't know. Hey, though. Names Macaroni Grill. You're have not been at the Macaroni Grill in over twenty years. Correct. 
And also, I and don't know saying, if that right, was served to me right. there. <laughs> I just, and I, your memory, if it was 20 minutes ago, <laughs> I still would question your memory of what the macaroni grill served you. Yeah, but my food memory, I have a clear memory of being served rainbow corkscrew pasta with red mm. sauce. Okay. And you you know I do remember foods clearly. Yeah. Other ones I don't like. Yeah. The small shells. Too hard to spear. Too hard to spear. Oh, like baby, baby shells? Yeah. yeah. I like those in a pasta um, salad too, but okay. Okay. Other ones I don't like are the round ones that look like they're made to be stamps. Like they have like little like lines inside of them. And oh, the little like they're very like pretty. wagon wheel. Yeah, shape. sure. Mm-hmm. Pointless. Oh, I Beyond love Beyond pointless. So many nooks and crannies to hold on to sauce. But it's not it, – it, so much surface area to boil evenly and make sure that it's like an e- like a balancedly soft piece of pasta. Mm-hmm. There's so much that can go wrong there. And you're missing out. There's so much surface area, but there's so little surface area of edible pasta because it's a small little disc thing. It's like, just give me a flat noodle or give me something that I can like gum on, you know? <laughs> just gumming away. Yeah. Yeah. Like what dish is, is made better by that pasta? I know I keep using this as an example, but I would say pasta salad. You are arguing that any pasta besides the corkscrew has a place in pasta salad. No, I like – oh, I see what like, you're saying. Like what in is, addition to – Right. Uh, I think a lot of pastas go well in pasta salad. Uh, corkscrews, the wagon wheels that you're talking about. But do any of them do better than corkscrews at pasta salad is my question. I don't know. I think it depends what else is in there. I think that – Olives. Well, I guess – Oil. I'm saying herb de Provence. Mm. I know. I'm saying though, not flavor wise, but shape wise. I feel like in a <laughs> of the other ingredients. I think in a pasta salad, you, you want to consider multiple the, pastas in the pasta salad. No, you want to consider the shape of the other ingredients. You're just. I just gave you the other ingredients, and you said no. I'm talking about pasta, no, and then I'm I said sa- you want other pasta, and you said no. The shape of the olive oil, though. No, listen. I'm I said sa- olives. You could put olives, right? So olive slices right. in there. It depends what else is going. Are you going to put full olives? Full olives, yum. Yeah, I know. Well, then you'd want a corkscrew because it's more substantial. Otherwise, the olive's much bigger, too big. Justify a pasta salad where this disc monstrosity is the preferred pasta. All right, a wagon wheel pasta salad. I would do it with shredded carrots, corn, and beans. Um, I'm trying. I think a mayo-based sauce still with chili powder, though, like a Southwest-style creamy pasta salad. Corkscrew would be better in that. Do you think? Yeah, you're just saying Southwestern because you're trying to get me to think of like a covered wagon in a wagon wheel. Oh, you know what? I think that's what I was thinking I about. <laughs> okay, yeah. maybe it maybe it's not super necessary, but I also wouldn't. I think it would be still good. <sighs> That's a different question. Also, I don't think it would be worse. I think it would be good. I think it would be worse. Oh. And I think that what you lose by going away from corkscrew, you can make up by introducing the multicolor corkscrew, which is a much more visually interesting salad. 
and the pasta is going to be a lot more functional. Those little crannies in the corkscrew are going to hold that oil or that chili pepper. Was it chili pepper or cayenne pepper? It was like a chili powder mayo. Oh, I do cayenne pepper. But we have it's going to hold those. We have both things. And you could spear the the corkscrew and hook an olive at the same time, get a bite of both of them. You do that with a wagon wheel, you're going to sp- spin the whole fork on the wagon wheel. Hmm. Or you could get a spoon, which you, then you're eating pasta salad with a spoon. Yeah, that's like who infant. are we? Yeah, we're not yeah. children. Yeah. We're, we are adults. Yeah. Other ones um, that I don't like are <laughs> there are so many pastas you don't like but i love pasta pasta is probably my favorite food <laughs> it's wild go on yeah what other ones don't you like no i don't like lasagna i don't like the lasagna pasta i like the taste of a bite of lasagna but the the sheetness of it i don't like i don't it love creeps me out making lasagna because i for some reason having to boil the noodles ahead of time right <laughs> and i know that they make no boil lasagna noodles but i feel like i don't know they don't cook up they're not as good right and the ripple edges mm-hmm. make it like it's the same surface area problem that you have with the wagon wheel like there's going to be a part of that that's still a little bit hard you oh know? i don't think that's true but i think but i love lasagna i just don't love making lasagna because it feels like so many steps i like the bite of good lasagna i'm not a monster but also, the lasagna- pasta is not great in it. Like the pasta's too thin. It's not present enough. And then you see the sheet, the surface area of the big sheet of, of lasagna. There's a promise of pasta. I think you would prefer maybe a lasagna roll-up. Have you ever had lasagna one? Roll up. Yes. So instead of layering everything, uh-huh. you still put the tomato sauce at the bottom of the pan so it doesn't stick, but you you take your noodle and you spread vegan ricotta on there and whatever toppings and uh-huh. some sauce, and then you roll it up. Okay. And then you put the rolls into the pan. So this is the opposite of you would the get... enchilada. Your recommendation for the enchilada. So yeah, you're so going if from I don't stack like rolled up enchiladas. You're like eat stacked enchiladas, and now I'm like I don't like stacked lasagna, and you're like eat rolled up lasagna. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Thanks for the letter, Bill. Yeah, that was a great letter. It led to a great discussion about pastas that Dave doesn't like. Yep. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Did you know that lasagna is the name of the pasta and the dish? Yes. Did you know that, do you know what the plural of lasagna is? Lasagna? With an E instead of an A at the end. Really? Yep. Did you know... uh, the place of origin of lasagna? Um, no. Italy. Okay. Do you know the serving temperature of lasagna? No. Hot. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to give me a range of... Nope. Nope. One last fact about lasagna is, in popular culture, Jim Davis comic strip character Garfield enjoys the consumption of lasagna. <laughs> That's it for pasta talk. And now it's it's time for talking toe news. Um, This is a segment that I do where I talk about news in the vegan world, uh, recent headlines, 
and uh, from a very limited number of sources. And this week's headline is from Veg News. And uh, hey, it's another P word, but it's not pasta. No. Nope. Um, it's Pete's. <gasps> Pete's just launched a vegan breakfast sandwich with just egg and beyond meat. Pete's Coffee goes all in on vegan breakfast options with its everything plant-based sandwich. Now, we don't get Pete's here in Atlanta. We So I have to confess something. What? Um, I saw the sandwich on Twitter. Vegan okay. Twitter was all a t- Twitter about it. Um, and I was seeing picture after picture and I was like, is there a Pete's Coffee? And there is one, but we would have to go inside the Lenox Mall. Huh. According to their store locator, there's one inside the Lennox. Wow. Mall. So I guess they're they're making a footprint here. Or maybe maybe it's like an out parcel. It was hard to tell. And then I got uh and then it was time to make dinner. So I had to stop. Well, the new sandwich features a Beyond Meat breakfast sausage patty, mung bean based folded just egg. Or folded just egg. I guess you got to. Melted dairy free cheddar cheese and come served on an everything bagel thin. Yeah, that everything bagel thin looks awesome. It has everything on it. Yeah. The sandwich looks, it looks so good and I want to eat it. I also feel like we could make a similar sandwich, but the bagel thin is the thing. We do make a similar sandwich quite a bit. Hey, you don't like bread, so you don't get the sandwich. That's why the thin part of this appeals to me, I think. The the, like, it's flavorful, first of all, but then it's minimal amount of bread to hold. Like, the bread is there just functionally. Right. But I mean, together. I'm looking at this thing and it doesn't look thinner than an English muffin and you don't want the English muffin when I make them. You sure don't. So. I just want the things so right. I can taste them. Right. Yeah. Which is fine. Not everybody needs a sandwich, but. So yeah, they are trying to differentiate itself from other chains such as Starbucks, which have launched sandwiches made with plant-based meat accompanied by dairy cheese and chicken eggs. Uh like Starbucks and launched an impossible breakfast sandwich at all of its locations in June. Uh, but that does have dairy cheese and chicken eggs and cannot be ordered vegan as the sandwiches at Starbucks are not made to order. Yes. Yeah, Starbucks seems determined to not make stuff for vegans. Yeah. Every time they launch something that's got plant-based anything, it's still not vegan. Yeah. It's so weird. But Starbucks had, you know, this is about Pete's and I want to get back to Pete's. But yeah, this let's. month, Starbucks added Oatly Oat Milk. To its nationwide menu. Pew, pew. Oatly rules. Maybe we'll take a little field trip up to Lennox. And let me do some research. Maybe it's an out parcel. Because if it isn't inside, maybe they'll do curbside. I'm not going in a mall. No, absolutely not. But if it's a little out parcel, like around the mall, maybe they do curbside. We can just swing by and get it and then eat it. The only downfall is that it's located inside Lennox Mall. Ooh. But the baristas are very kind. I'm not going to that mall until I got a jab in my arm. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get on that so we can get this breakfast sandwich. So, yeah, not uh, not pinky coal related, but still a cool story. Yeah, I want to eat it. Let's Maybe there's more locations. I, I don't know. I saw Lennox and was like, that seems close-ish. Well, I think if it's in Lennox, then they're probably, they have a plan to head this way, you know? Yeah. It probably isn't the time to expand a chain. No. So, just give them a minute. You know? Fine. I do. Um, they have Pete's stuff at like the grocery store. Like you get the bags of coffee. 
but I don't feel like that's the same as like getting the coffee at the place. I don't even know if it's the same beans, you know? Yeah. That's the talking toe news. So what we ate this week is actually sort of another product review. We do a games night with some friends every other Saturday on Zoom. And our friends live in LA and in San Francisco. And the Frisco. Like nobody there. Like the locals refer to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Frisco. So our friend Luam had ordered takeout from this place near her. I forget the name she said of it, but they have a cold bean curd noodle salad that she likes. And she was really excited to tell us about it. And she showed it to us too on the video. And it looks amazing. And these bean curd noodles are basically like skinny, skinny, skinny pieces of tofu. Mm-hmm. Before it arrived, she was describing it to us, and I thought she was talking about those shirataki noodles, Mm -hmm. which are also made from tofu, but it's not that. These are even skinnier, and they have tofu texture. Like, it's not trying to be pasta. It's You can treat it like pasta, but it's not trying to have a pasta flavor and texture. It tastes like tofu when you eat it. So these are not available anywhere around here that I could find. Um, maybe inside of Asian markets once I'm comfortable going inside stores again. Mm-hmm. But I just ordered these online. They finally came and I finally made the cold noodle salad that she described. It's a little different than the one that she described. It had green onions and carrot in it. And I did a dressing that was soy sauce, rice vinegar, ginger, garlic, and sesame oil. I just put that in the blender to make like a smooth sauce to toss with it. So these noodles, you just soak them Just like a rice noodle, you soak them in hot water for a few minutes until they soften. So I soaked them and drained them. The other cool thing about these is with wheat noodles, like regular pasta, and even with rice noodles, they have starch in them because they're made from grains that have starch in them. Mm -hmm. And so the starch makes them stick together. Like if you're going to have spaghetti or like a rice noodle sitting for a few minutes before you add the other ingredients, you want to toss it with a little oil so it doesn't stick to itself and just become a glob of pasta. Mm-hmm. These don't do that because tofu doesn't have any starch in it. Huh. These sat in the colander and then I was getting ready to transfer them and my noodle cooking brain was like, oh, I forgot to add oil. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, they just like a dream transferred right into the bowl ready huh. to toss with everything else. I loved this salad. Yeah? Yeah. I thought it was so good. There's leftovers that I'm going to eat right after this. <laughs> the noodles were a joy to work with. I love tofu, so having that flavor and texture in a noodle was a dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought the sauce was really good, too. Great job, me. Yeah, I I didn't love them. I got that sense. Why? I don't know, because you didn't say anything. Yeah. I don't know. It might have been the sauce. Really? I couldn't tell if I was reacting to the way the noodle tasted or something in the profile of the sauce. Huh. But there was something that tasted a little bit off to me. I love cold noodles, though. And yeah. I love the experience of cold noodles. But yeah, there was something that was a little off to me. Hmm. These didn't get super cold because I made them too close to when I made everything else. Like I should have made them earlier in the day so they could really chill. But when I took a bite of it because I was anticipating that, the first thing I thought to myself was, they're cold enough. Yeah? yeah? Good. So there was a, ta- a taste. Yeah. I think it might have been the garlic. Oh. Well, I could leave it out next time. No, no, no. Maybe it wasn't that, though. Yeah. Maybe it's just what the 
the flavor of the noodles is, you know? Well, I have one packet left. The the container that I bought came with yeah. three packets. I would do that with glass noodles. I would enjoy that dish with glass noodles, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We can try that. No we have glass noodles in the pantry too because mm-hmm. a fun thing is this restaurant called these bean thread noodles, but bean thread noodles are actually something different. They're more like a glass noodle, but they're mm. made from mung beans instead of rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have some of those in the fridge or in the pantry as mm-hmm. well. So I ordered those first and those were not it. So then I gotcha. had to try to figure out what they were really called. Gotcha. And then got the correct thing. I liked both of these for different ways. Yeah. Yeah. The kids seem to love them. Uh, I thought the broccoli was great. Thank you. Yeah. We had it with broccoli. Yeah. I put, there was a little bit leftover broccoli and I just dumped it into the bowl. I yeah. figured why not? There was no lid on the bowl either. I was no. like, you're shooting from the hip in the leftover <laughs> land. Yeah, I was still feeling a little bit off last night. Oh, okay. I could have put the lid on for you if that was something you wanted to do but couldn't. There was no the lid, and then it. I was like, oh, I have to find a whole other container and then mm. wash this container, and I'm just going to put this bowl in the fridge. Hey, do you want to eat something new? <laughs> Jenna's having a dream, everyone. No, that was a burp. No, that was, that a, was a that was a dream bark. <laughs> no, her dream bark. Can I talk about what Jenna did to me last night? sure dave's sleeping on the couch as we mentioned because his toe's broken and um i think that that's part of why she was so stressed out jenna was waking me up every hour last night and i was i kept trying to let her out but when i'd walk out of the bedroom to go let her out the back door she wouldn't follow me this happened several times and then finally she woke me up by clawing at the floor and i realized that she was trying to pull we have we got them new dog beds but we just stashed the old dog beds under our bed these new dog beds are two years old yeah but we just stashed the old ones we didn't or no we got the rug and we did so we don't need dog beds in the living room anymore because they're perfectly content to curl up on the rug that's why we put those there yep so anyway their dog beds under the bed on my side and she was trying to pull one out so i pulled one out for her she immediately went to sleep (laughs) the deep like snoring within seconds big snores Mm -hmm. and then all morning she strutted around like i slept in the princess bed Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was very sweet anyway she's a real snorer and she dreams and chatters in her sleep so does bandit yeah but that wasn't what they were doing here yes it was she was doing her she wasn't i know what that sounds like you're talking about gonna, revisionist history. I'm going to rewrite some history right now and say that she was yeah. having a sweet dream. No, she about she sleeping like in the princess bed. through a closed mouth, <laughs> and it made her like jowls rumble. Is what you heard? Oh, well, the, it reminded me of a sweet thing she did last night. Although I'm pretty tired. <laughs> like your your uncle's beer burps, like that, where <laughs> <laughs> like the lips flap a little bit, <laughs> letting it out. It was that. Yeah, it was like uncle's beer burps. We're not talking about any specific uncle here. It's just the generic. No, just the editorial uncle. Little cutie walked by. Little cutie dog. I missed it. Yeah, well, looked like a very good boy. A lot of very cute dogs get walked down our street. Yeah. We have good dogs on this street. It's easier. Like, it's rarer for a dog to be ugly. Yeah? Then what do you mean? Than a cat? No, I just mean dogs are cute more often than not. Yeah. Like a dog has to try to be ugly or God has to try to make an ugly dog. Yeah. But he can effortlessly make cute dogs. Yeah. I believe that's how this works. 
<laughs> points his finger and makes cute dogs without even trying, but has to specifically. Is there a sound? Say, that goes I want with an the... ugly dog. What is because the cute dog sound? It has to be. Point and what sound comes out? I don't know. You bring. tell me. Bring. You think. No, it's like a phone. You think it just brings all day long? No. I'm, in I the want... dog factory, in the god dog factory? Yeah. It's like a magical twinkle. Do you think he points and says, make me a dog and a cute dog comes out and then he points in a different direction and says, make this an ugly dog? Or do you think he says, he points at planet Earth and says, make a hundred dogs and it's already set up that that's going to create 90 cute dogs and 10 ugly dogs. I have something I have to tell you. What? I don't believe there's a guy up there that's doing that. That is pointing at the earth and saying, "No, make life." Yeah, that guy. I don't believe. I don't believe that guy's make, up there. Make life <laughs> at <guy>. conception. <laughs> he specifically says that. Oh, Dave, gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we have ten happens? listeners. He sits in. Some- Cloud factory? And there's an opening in the clouds where he can see planet Earth? And he just points at it and says, climate change. (laughs) He says, melt melt the ice caps. Kill that polar bear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening up there. That man is doing that. Yeah. Definitely a white guy. Definitely a man. Definitely. Big long beard. Mm -hmm. Definitely an older white man. Yeah. (laughs) Making those decisions. Well, some dogs have to be ugly. How are you going to know they're cute ones if you don't have an ugly one to compare it to? I'd argue, though, I mean, an, a truly ugly dog is so rare. Even That's what like I'm saying. A, even like a quote-unquote ugly dog like has an underlying cuteness. Yeah. I'm talking about unlovable ugly dogs. I think that's more with a dog. It's more about personality because every dog is cute. That's not true. You're not. But if that dog is jerk. blocking out the ugly dogs. <laughs> There are ugly dogs out there. Show me a picture. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna create that energy. Okay. I'm just gonna talk about that energy. Okay. Hey, let's eat something new. This is a new item for us. I guess it's been in the world for a while, sat in our freezer for a while before we tried it. But that's just a testament to Becky's um, amazing skills in the kitchen where we are not eating like pre-made dinners very regularly. So this was kind of in our freezer as like a reserve. Um, hey, it's it's a dinner for one kind of night. Okay, so this is part of a line of Gardein meals called the skillet meals. And they're kind of d- these bag dinners that have everything in it that you kind of put in and follow some simple instructions. And you make a couple of servings of like a fried rice dish, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's basically it. And this one is the porkless Thai curry. They also have ones that we should try. I think I've tried one of these before. No, I don't think I have. I think we've reviewed one of these on the podcast. We tried the bowls. Yes, but I thought... We've never had the chicken Fiorentino. Oh, no, not that one. And we've never had the rigatoni and sausage because we would have had this bigatoni argument then. Oh, plus, that sounds really good. I don't know. Oh, and there's a chicken fried rice one that I have had, but I don't think you have had. I think I have had it because I think you had it and you thought it was good enough to like keep in the freezer for a quick meal situation and then we made it once for lunch when we didn't have anything on hand for lunch just like when we made it this time 
Mm. I don't know if that's true. Okay. But I think, I don't think, I don't have receipts. We've reviewed so many Gardein things on this podcast. I'm having a hard time remembering. Now I'm starting to think, I'm thinking about when we reviewed the soups because talking about the chicken and the soup. I have a difficult time believing that you have had two bag skillet meals just because that's not the way we operate. Yeah. Nothing against the skillet meals. That's just not, we don't go to those. I go to those when you're out of town. Yeah. And I haven't been out of town in over a year. Right. Mm -hmm. So. So these guardian porkless Thai curry is um, rice and it has the porkless bites in it, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, bell pepper, snow pea, carrot, water, chestnut, and then the sauce is a yellow curry sauce, which I will say yellow is my least favorite of the – I prefer like a Thai curry to like an Indian curry usually. Yeah. I, think I, I don't do know. Too. That's a big thing to say, but I, I, yeah, I do think that it's true. I like that flavor profile more. I got to say I was surprised by the fact that it was a uh, curry, which yeah. is 100% on me because the – product is called Gardein Porkless Thai Curry. Yeah. Like it's right there. But yeah. I was expecting like fried rice, like a just a pork fried rice. Yeah. And you kept calling it a fried rice too when we were talking about reviewing it on this yeah. episode. And I was like, it's a curry. Hmm. It was a very mild curry. Yeah. But I did make the kids something different because I saw curry and was like, I don't want to deal with it. It's too spicy yep. in the middle of a Tuesday. Yep. I thought that it was – I'm just going to – Go in with what I thought. Yeah. Okay. This felt abrupt for me to just be like, I thought. (laughs) No, you did great. So I thought that it was tasty. It was kind of unremarkable. Like it didn't really go too far in any one direction, but it wasn't bad. Like the the breakfast bowl was objectively bad and gross. Yeah. We do not recommend those breakfast bowls. This was like, I think pork, as far as guardian proteins go, For me, it's the fish at the top, followed by the chicken, followed by the pork, followed by the beef. I like their beef the least. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the pork is kind of unremarkable too to me, but not bad. It's just – so it was kind of average. Yeah. But I would eat it again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I really liked this. I think – for me, the guardian pork is up there. I definitely think chicken is what they do best, but I would rate their pork a close second. What else do they wow. have? The beef. I, I fish, like- beef, chicken, pork. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That fish is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I forgot about the fish. That fish is like a reason to go vegan. Yeah, those fishless fillets are great. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe fishless fillets because I d- readily available fishless fillets like that, yeah. I've not. I can't even form sentences. I like them so much. And then there's the and chicken. So I think I'd rank them in the same order, but I feel like they're all very close. I like them all a lot. I love the porkless bites very much. Yeah. And if well, Dave was a- more. Really? Yeah. I would love to do that. But you make it sound like I'm some dictator of like what <laughs> food can come in and out of the house. Well, you- Get it. There are more things you don't like. So I try to cater to your list of dislikes, but sometimes- with a broad brush. Well- do we want to do this again? No, I don't. <laughs> um, I would love to get them more. I would love to do – well, it's, I guess stew weather is kind of on the way out, but we could do like tacos or we could do like other th- 
things. Pork fried rice? Mm-hmm. We could do a pork fried yeah. rice like from scratch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, with pineapple in it. Pineapple fried rice, but with sure. porkless bites in it. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like this. I thought the curry flavor was very mild. And I don't dislike a yellow curry. It's just not like my top curry choice, if you give me a choice of every curry. Um, yeah, I think for a quick lunch, this was great. You just put it all in the pan and saute it up. It still th- takes me forever to make whenever I make it. Really? Yeah. Hey, speaking of the garden fish, though. Yeah. We should point out that when if you go to Epcot, and you go to England mm-hmm. in the Epcot World Showcase at the pub. They will make you uh, fish and chips with that garden. And mushy peas on the side. Yeah, I could take or leave the mushy peas. Oh, I love mushy peas. I posted about that on Instagram to my stories, a picture of the fish and chips with mushy peas. And I got a sad face reply from someone. And I think that they thought that the mushy peas was like mm. a – was a dig, but mushy peas are a thing. That's like a dish. You cook them till they're soft and then you kind of mash them a little bit. Yeah. And mushy peas are a treat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why these take me so long to make, these skillet things. I think I just like suck at it. I'm just not good in the kitchen. Like, You're good at what you're good at in the kitchen. Thanks. You're Chex Mix good Whiz. At what you're good at in the kitchen. Yeah. I, there are a lot of cooks like that, that they're good at making... Like, they have a repertoire, and that's what they're good at making. Yeah. Okay. Like, you're a good recipe cook. You can cook from a recipe. Follow you can instructions. But that's not all that that is. Yeah. Like, you know how to read a recipe and execute a recipe. Okay. That's home ec. That's well, my home ec A training. lot of people look at a recipe, and they're like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Or, like, they get overwhelmed. I get emails and messages from people who are having, you know, that's it's a skill. You have that skill. Other people are still working on that skill. Well, thank you. You're welcome. These then, garden porkless yeah. or these garden skillet bags do come with a recipe and ingredients and instructions, though. You just take your time. I just don't do well with them. because No, but the thing, like, with a skillet, mm-hmm. time is of the essence. Like, the early side of cooking on a skillet and the later side of cooking on a skillet. Mm-hmm. Like you can really mess stuff up. Yeah. And I actually prepare these in our Dutch oven because we don't have, we will soon have, because I ordered one, but we at the moment don't have a skillet with high enough sides and a lid mm. to accommodate this. Mm. Our lidded skillet is cast iron and the lids uh, has two big holes on the side. Mm. Not Maybe little, that's my problem. Not little venting holes, but like the skillet has little mm bump out so that you can pour things from it and um but the lid doesn't cover those gotcha (laughs) so like huge amounts of liquid are escaping and that could cause something like this to stick yeah so i just do it in our dutch oven and it works fine that was the problem when i made it it stuck did you use the cast iron or yeah try the dutch oven next time it makes a big difference okay so yeah that was four minutes on the food that we ate no it's like eight minutes I i was exaggerating oh so on a scale of uh, one to five lasagnas, what do you give the Guardian Porkless Thai curry? I'd give it four lasagnas. Four lasagnas? Really? Yeah. When you take into account like the ease of preparation, like the, the situation in which we would be making it, mm-hmm. that's a four out of five dish. Okay. In that scenario. When you're like, okay. what are your other options in that scenario? Like a sandwich that you throw together? Well... I guess. Like there's nothing really ready like, to how eat. How long does this take to make? 
15 minutes? 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, you could... Let's see. What have I been doing for lunches this week? I've been putting in like a turkey patty in the air fryer. Like That's a... also Gardein. Right. No, that's... Is it Gardein? Yeah, it is Gardein. The turkey cutlet or right. whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I put that in for like 10 minutes and then cut it up and put it in a wrap with like romaine lettuce and mayo and pickles and stuff like that. Make a little wrap out of it. My quick lunch also involves... Uh, air frying vegan meat i do vegan nuggets like buffalo nuggets mm-hmm. or plain and then put them over romaine and whatever other veggies and then a dressing yeah that would be like a five out of five yeah. quick lunch for me also 15 minutes yeah but more to do but less cleanup less cleanup oh yeah 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 that's true because the air fryer is a lot easier to clean than right. the, the skillet or dutch oven i'm three Three lasagnas. Three lasagnas. Three disappointing lasagnas. Oh. Yeah. What about regular lasagnas? What if they weren't disappointing? Still three. Okay. Okay. The other side of the three. Like a two point. Like three is a big range. You're in three territory. Mm-hmm. The bad 2. lasagnas 6. are on one side and the good lasagnas are on the other side. Okay. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. If you're enjoying the show, take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out, and we just love reading those five-star reviews. We might even read yours on the pod. What? You can also follow us at Talkin' Tofu on Twitter or at Talkin' Tofu Pod on Instagram. And I'm at Glue and Glitter on all social media. I'm Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Got a suggestion for a food that we should try? Thoughts about an episode? Just want to say hello? Any other thing you want to say? Like just questions about pasta? Questions about things that aren't food? Questions about our dogs? Write to us at TalkinTofuPod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G. Talkin' Tofu is a production of Cannington, Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Goodbye. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.